The number one rule with an online course is knowing the destination you want to take your students to. Everything else comes secondary. Hi, I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 246 of the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Online Music Course Accelerator, the most complete online course creation program for music teachers. If you want to increase your income without adding more students, then it's time to add an online course to your offerings. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. One quick request. Since you're listening to this podcast right now, I know that you like to listen to podcasts. Would you send me an email and let me know which podcasts you listen to regularly? It doesn't matter if they're business podcasts, music-related podcasts, or otherwise. My email address is in the show notes. Or feel free to book a call with me by going to the link callwithjamie.com. It's also linked up in the show notes. Now, I'm going to share with you some of the underlying principles that I believe make all the difference between successful and unsuccessful online music courses. The most important thing to remember with your online course is that it needs to guide your student to their desired goal or expectation. And it should do so in a succinct and efficient manner. That is, if you cannot explain a concept in three to five minutes, then it needs to be broken down into smaller chunks. I'm not saying that every single lesson inside your course needs to be three to five minutes long. I'm saying that a concept itself should only take a maximum of three to five minutes. Here's an example for you. Let's say that you're explaining the different notes and the positions on the staff. If you cannot demonstrate this within three to five minutes, then split it into two separate videos or two separate lessons or two separate learning concepts. I believe with this example that explaining and demonstrating the names and durations of each of the notes is actually a separate lesson from how the notes are positioned on the staff. And for that matter, depending on the level of student, you might even want to split up why notes are sometimes flipped upside down and when they are positioned above or below the staff. I know those might not be the technical terms, but that's what I remember from music class back in eighth grade. So bear with me because I am not a music teacher. I'm here to help you make sure that you are creating the best music course for your students. Another principle I work on with my clients is tying all of the lessons to an objective. And each module or chapter should have a high-level objective itself, which ties to the course goal. There should always be a reason why something exists inside your course. And that reason is not because I want it there. Okay, it's important to make sure that your course is, like I said earlier, succinct and efficient. The inside of your course is most likely not the right place to throw in cool concepts that are loosely connected to the objectives. That type of content is much better suited for bonuses or for add-ons. Let's go back to the notes example. If your student only needs to learn quarter notes, half notes, and full notes to accomplish the goal of the course, there is no reason to go into other markings that they don't need. I know you want to share. It is so hard to skip over things that you know are going to help them down the road. 
but resist the urge to start talking about eighth notes. Make a comment that as they move forward in their music journey, they will learn more about other notations and other concepts, but that this is all they need to achieve the stated goal of the course. It's sometimes so hard to avoid showing more of what you know and what gets you excited. In live instruction, there is an element of spontaneity that just can't exist in the same way inside a course, which is why I kind of put this rule in place that if there's something that you wish you could talk about, but know that it doesn't help toward the goal, making a comment that helps them know that there's more to this concept, more that you'd like to teach, but that it's outside of the goal is a great way to not only show that you know more than what you're teaching in this course, but also to help them become a little bit more aspirational about what might be next. This is what I call inserting breadcrumbs or teasers. They don't distract us from the course content, but give a great lead in to whatever you want the student to be doing next. If you have a whole repository of courses, then you can start teasing out and say, oh yeah, we cover this concept in much more depth inside this other course. And you might even link to it. You might even link right to the sales page, right? There's nothing to say that you can't be selling a student something else inside of your course. But we don't want to be doing that too, too much. Maybe your course leads them into a group program or into private instruction. So making sure that they know that you know more than what's in this course is very helpful, okay? So far, we've covered two principles. The first one is, if you cannot explain a concept in three to five minutes, then break it into smaller chunks. The second one is tying all the lessons to objectives and having every module or chapter have its own objective that ties into the course goal. And our final principle, I circle back to this time and time again, and I hope you do too as you are building out your courses, that is to make sure that you are teaching at an appropriate level and cadence for your students. If you are teaching young children about the notes and the staff, then provide them with coloring pages and fun interactive exercises that will help to reinforce the concepts. I know a ton of teachers who use boom cards all the time. Bring those into your course. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a fun, interactive way for the student to really grasp the concept. If you are teaching an adult that same material, they don't need a coloring page. Instead, maybe you provide them with quizzes and fill-in-the-blank type assignments, which are often more appropriate for an adult learner. By the same token, what might be an entire lesson for a child might be incorporated into a larger lesson for an adult. They have a longer attention span. They might want to learn the concepts in your course at a faster pace. Maybe you set up your course for a child so that they have three lessons that are each five to eight minutes that they can do each week, whereas you give your adult learners one lesson on a weekly basis, that's 20 to 30 minutes. This goes back to some of that right size stuff that we talked about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Another reality of courses is that students might veer off track. 
and it is your job to build the right bumpers into your course to keep them moving forward. Next week in episode 247, we will be talking all about those bumpers and tactics to help your students move forward. If you are not following the show, click the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app right now. Oh, and if you know a music teacher who is starting to create their own online course, use the share button and send them this episode. They will thank you. And I will see you next week.